listening to Think Big, episode 14. Hello, big thinkers, and welcome to episode 14 of Think Big, English for Architects. I'm your host, Tara Cull, landscape architect and communication coach for Archie English. As part of my work at Archie English, I coach people in the built design profession who speak English as a second language to build outstanding communication skills and to feel more confident to speak up. You can learn more about my coaching programs at archieenglish.com. If this is the first time that you've listened to the podcast, I suggest you go back to the beginning to find out what this podcast is all about. In today's episode, I want to share some of the things that I've learned after reading several cover letters over the last 18 months. I'm going to share some of the good things that I've seen, but also some of the common mistakes that you can easily rectify to help your cover letter stand out. I also wanted to say before I started that I've really appreciated all the people who've reached out to me so far to say hello and tell me how much they've been enjoying the podcast. So thank you very much for all your messages. I really appreciate them. And it's also very encouraging. It helps me to see that what I'm doing is really helping people out there. In today's episode, I'm excited to share a conversation I had with Rahisha Mahajan about how you can connect your past experiences to make your cover letter stand out. Rahisha was a previous client of mine and I met with her to record a testimonial. But as she was speaking, she was sharing so much valuable information that I wanted to turn it into a short podcast episode so that you could listen to some of her ideas and what she was talking about. And I think you'll take a lot from this short conversation, especially if you are applying for jobs at the moment or you are looking to in the future. Now, before we get into that conversation, I wanted to share some of my thoughts about some of the things that I see with cover letters and what are some of the things that I think that you could include in your cover letters to make them even better. So the first thing that I notice with cover letters is that it's not addressed to the right person or it's quite generic. So often I read letters where the address or the person they're addressing is to whom it may concern or dear sir or dear madam. Now, instead of being polite, like I know the person intended, what this actually says to me is that this cover letter is quite generic. So my suggestion to you would be to do your homework call the company or send them an email and ask who can I address my cover letter or my application to. So the more you do this, the more it gives you practice on the telephone, but also understanding more about the company and what the company is looking for. So if you get somebody on the phone in that process, you might be speaking to the person in charge of the hiring of this person. So you can make an impression with this person. Now, if you're not sure, if you really can't find that information, try something like to the hiring manager of this practice. So it looks like you have made that effort to tailor your cover letter to this particular practice. 
The next thing that I notice is the opening sentence really misses that opportunity to connect with the practice straight away or connect with the main person that is going to be looking at your application. Often I read opening paragraphs that state, I'm an architect or a landscape architect and I have this many years of experience and I'm excited to apply for the position of architect or landscape architect. Now this is probably what you read on the internet and this is what you've seen in examples, but this is not going to make you stand out. It's exactly the same as what everyone else says. So what we want to start with is a sentence that's going to really create that connection to the practice straight away in a way that makes you sound like a human and not a robot. So in the interview that we're going to do in a moment, Rahisha shares this perfect example of how she connected with the practice. And I hope she doesn't mind me sharing an opening sentence, which is slightly different to the one that she talked about, because of course she had tailored her cover letter for different practices. So I'm going to share this example with you. I have always been fascinated by the simple residential dwelling and traditional architecture of Nepal that plays with functionality, art, and rich history, which drew me towards studying interior design. I grew up in a small town in Nepal with minimal knowledge of design, but arriving in Australia gave me a distinctive view on how design celebrates vernacular materials. With this personal connection to your commitment to natural materials and the local vernacular, and I'm just going to leave it there, so I love that opening paragraph in her cover letter where she really tries to share an aspect of her personal story and how it connects to the practice that she's applying to. And you can list all the other things underneath that, but that first paragraph is supposed to grab that attention of the practice that you're applying for. The next thing that I notice that happens very often is just the recounting of the CV. So in this recounting, there will be simple sentences with no insight or no learning. Now in English speaking countries, we tend to be more explicit. So we really like to use signposting language and we point things out very clearly and very obviously. Now this can be difficult to get your head around if you've come from a culture which is much higher context and when there's more reading between the lines. So often I will hear things like, well, that's on my CV, so I thought that was obvious. It's already on my CV, why do I need to mention it again? So the thing that we need to be able to do in your cover letter is to, yes, state the obvious, but add a little bit more to that obvious. So that could be, for example, a simple statement in the past or the present and then follow this by more information. So let me give you an example. I worked on various multidisciplinary projects at this office, or I have worked on various multidisciplinary projects. Then follow this sentence with a what clause so that you can add more information. So in the show notes, I've got some examples of some what clauses. And what clauses are good for this situation because it's quite explicit and it helps you to really emphasize what you're trying to say. So what that's what a what clause will do is that it places the emphasis at the beginning of that of the sentence. So for example, 
what this taught me was, or what I gained or took from this experience was, this helped me to understand, or this helped me to see that. So these are a good, these are good examples of how you can add more information to that the simple aspect of adding the information from your CV. Number four would be not including how your previous experience helps you to stand out from others. Now, obviously for a lot of the people that I work with, speaking a second language is a big obvious to me. Some people don't necessarily see it as a positive. They can see it sometimes as a weakness and they don't want to highlight this as an obvious weakness. However, the way that I see it is that you have this ability to speak another language. So it means you are adaptable, you can navigate life in another culture. And this already demonstrates to me that you have key skills that are really sought after. And that's things like determination, flexibility, proactivity and resilience, and also emotional intelligence, which is such an important 21st century skill. When you move to another culture, you understand that importance of language learning connected to emotion. So definitely try and see a way that you can use that past experience, use those past aspects of your life and how you can bring that into your next role. And we saw that in that example that uh, was in Rahisha's cover letter. Mistake number five would be not connecting your skills to the skills that the practice is looking for. So the thing about that is too, we often will start the cover letter by saying, this is how great I am. This is what I'm good at doing. And we might forget to put that information about what you can offer to them. And again, this is really important for us to be able to use signposting and explicit language. So you've got to try and imagine that nothing is obvious. So imagine that the people that you are that are reading your application letters, they, they need you to point these things out to them. They need you to pinpoint exactly how your skills fit what they are after and how you might fit the work ethic and the work culture that they're looking for. Now, you might not be able to hit the mark every single time, so you might not be able to connect to every single practice, but the more you do it, the better at it you will become. The other thing that you can do to make sure you connect to the practice is to use more persuasive and emotive language. So when I say that, I mean using more powerful adjectives. So insightful, meticulous, thoughtful, sophisticated, imaginative. As well as using powerful adjectives, you want to try and use as many powerful verbs and adverbs as possible. So for example, verbs, dedicated, developing, building, transforming, shaping, and adverbs, thoroughly, unbelievably, ambitiously, and incredibly. And finally, before we get into the interview with Rahisha, cover letters for me really show that you care. Personally, I believe a cover letter shows that you care. Even if it's similar to an email, it shows that you have carefully considered all of your options and you have made a really well-rounded application. So I think if you're not including a cover letter, you're missing out on a key opportunity to sell yourself. In that cover letter, you need to make sure you connect to their mission, 
You describe your personal story, your personality and how it connects. And then also describe how your drive and your passion resonates with the company that you're applying for. The thing is, is that you never know who is paying attention to what you have to say. And you'll see exactly what we're talking about in Rahisha's interview. Because it sometimes the most important thing is that you be yourself because it could be your next future opportunity. So let's get into the interview with Rahisha. Okay, well, thank you, Rahisha, for joining me today. I absolutely appreciate you coming to share your experience and, yeah, sharing a little more about you. So thank you. Oh, good. My pleasure. Great. So before we start, can you Mm -hmm. let us know who are you? Where have you come from and where are you now? My name is Rohisha Mohazan. I came, uh, I'm from Nepal. I came to Australia in 2014 to study and I'm still here seven years. You, yeah. you lasted, you, you, you wanted yeah. to stay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, seven years, yes. Okay. And before you came to Australia, what was your experience with English? Um, experience with English. I used to watch a lot of English movies and in my school we had this rule where we had to speak English. In We had this captain um, in each class and in front of the captain we always had to speak English. If otherwise, um, if the person caught us speaking Nepali, they would just write our names and give it to the teacher and we would pay five rupees every time. Oh wow. Our name comes up, five rupees. That was like a it was like a punishment, uh, but now I feel like that was actually good. Mm. And actually, I actually speak better because of that. Mm. So we've been speaking English since we were kids. Okay. And so you, yeah. you feel confident when you're speaking English or you, or you at least felt like you had a good background in English before you came to Australia? Before I came to Australia, I thought I was good in English. But when I came here, maybe because of the accent, I was kind of scared to speak out. So mm-hmm. I was always very low. And even at my work or university, everyone would say, you're very quiet. You have to speak up. Mm-hmm. I was like, in my head, I was speaking up. It's just that I was insecure about my accent or if I said something wrong, then they would, they would be like, oh, she doesn't really know what to say. So I would just be like very quiet and only speak when I have to speak. But as time went by and my practice just got better and better. Yeah. So yeah. when before you started, before you came to me, I should say, how did you feel about your English? So um, what what is your degree in, for example? In my studies? Mm. Um, uh, bachelor's of Interior Design. Okay, so yeah. you had just finished your interior design bachelor's? I think before, yeah, I think before I, before I met you, yes, yes. Yeah, I had right. actually only finished and I joined um, the architect project mm-hmm. and that's where I met you. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. And so how did you feel about your professional English, I guess, before you met me? Professional English, um, not so good. Even, even in, in my uni, because um, we had to do presentations every single assignment. Even in the presentations, I used to be very scared. Mm. I did. We used to do presentations for each assignment, um, six, 
three assessments each unit, three units each semester, but I was still not very confident doing all those uh, presentations for three years. I was still, I was still doubting myself, I should say. Mm. Yeah, and professionally, so yeah, professionally speaking, like design wise, I was still doubting myself. Okay. And so when you came to me, what was your objective? What did you want to improve? So when I um, first came to talk to you, I was actually looking for a job um, straight out of uni and I joined the Arctic project, like I said, and there was this one person, I forgot his name, but um, he did say that you were um, like his mentor and you were very good. Um, and you also helped him with resumes and, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't very sure about my cover letter and resumes. My, my cover letter and resumes, they were just, they looked really like photocopy of something you find on the internet. So it was really not good. So I actually wanted help with that initially. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's when I approached you on LinkedIn. Okay, great. And yeah. what did we do together to help you um, improve your cover letter, improve your CV, and also prepare for an interview? Um, I think I wrote one first, and then you corrected me. You, I actually, you helped me bring authenticity in the cover letter, I have to say. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first wrote it, it was just like, just plain out of the internet. It was, it just didn't sound anything like me. It was just like English words to me, <laughs> but, um, but you actually helped me express myself better in cover, in the cover letter, um, which showed my actual personality instead of just, just words that sounded professional. Uh, you helped me bring myself in the cover letter, I should say. Yeah. And do you feel more like your cover letter now, if you would to send your cover letter out, it's more your personality? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Now, um, when I read my cover letter, I think I, sh I actually wrote it myself. That's great. That's I was, I was actually, yeah, I was actually even scared of uh, writing the cover letter. Um, but I specifically remember you saying that my authenticity is actually a plus point. I used to think that me being an international me, not being like an English speaker would be like my minus point. But um, you helped me realize that's, I, I, I will never forget that, but you helped me realize that that's not my negative point, that's my positive point and I have to include that. So mm -hmm. when I started writing, I'm from here, 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 and this was my childhood, I used to live here. So that's when the flow started. So I just started writing all the things in the cover letter was very yeah. good that's yeah. great and i mean that's yeah. what i hope for that's what i want people mm. to see because yeah like, like you say a lot of people think that that is the negative point or that's the challenge yeah. for them so we're trying to kind of flip it around and and help yeah. you to see that that's part of who you are that's part of mm. your story and it kind of adds yeah. this richness to your cover letter yeah yeah i definitely used to think that was my that was a negative point Mm. And so were you able to find a job? Yes. Good. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. They actually 
said that my cover letter was they um I um, applied for one position but they had already filled that and I think about three weeks later they came back to me they said we really enjoyed the cover letter you seem like a very interesting pe person so they actually gave me a job that they weren't even hiring for Amazing. so they just wanted me yeah so they just wanted me in their um in their company hmm. and they hired me to do just like pricings and everything first just like a bookkeeping first mm -hmm. but yeah I got in that's amazing I mean yeah. that's what I tell everyone you know you don't realize how important your cover letter is because mm -hmm. it can be so memorable that people come back to it and they if they want to yeah. hire you for something they will come back to you yeah the most I think one most in interesting thing that I wrote in that specific cover letter is um I said, I told them that I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So one of the, um, one of the people who were in the interview, she specifically said, I loved that you wrote that you loved coffee because everyone here, we love coffee. We have really big coffee culture here yeah. in this company. So I really love that you expressed. Otherwise, like before I wouldn't think about writing, Oh, I love coffee in cover letter. It, mm. I would think it doesn't really sound professional, you know, before, but then you're just expressing yourself and that's what attracts people, I think. Well, it gets them to see that you are a human as well as mm. somebody with skills on the, on yeah. as well as the, yeah. you know, the, the skills that you need for the job, you actually have a personality, mm. which is great. And not is just a resume, not just exactly. your yeah, skills, but you're actually someone who can, you know add to their team mm. i suppose yeah and is it is it true is it a coffee culture where you're working now yes we have a coffee machine everyone drinks coffee <laughs> there are only two people who don't drink coffee i think yes just two people mm. Mm. and um yeah and the director he always brings coffees for everyone <laughs> which is amazing very, very yeah it was clearly the best thing you put in your cover letter then, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Mm. When um, our coffee machine broke a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think a couple of weeks ago, our coffee machine broke and um, our manager was, was not happy. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, it sounds like, it sounds like, sort of understanding more about your story, what are your positive points really helped you to, to see what, what you really deserve in a job as well, which is great. Yeah. Good. Okay, so something that we've spoken about, so we, we did a couple of sessions to help you with your job, finding mm -hmm. a job and selling yourself. But something that we spoke about a lot is you, you do a lot of writing to help you improve your expression and how you feel yes. about things can you tell us a little bit more I about can. that um so basically i'm an overthinker <laughs> so yeah i think yeah. a lot um and um so after i after i graduated i couldn't really find a job in design so i was not really very healthy i should say so i started writing um morning pages um there was a book i forgot what the book's name but um it actually recommended writing three pages every single morning even if you don't like 
writing, just write it down. Um, first few times, I actually really enjoyed it. And then after a while, it started, it, it was like, it started becoming like a chore to me, but I still, but I still wrote it. Um, so even if I don't have anything, even if my mind is empty, I would just write, my mind is empty. I can see a cup in front of me. Um, this paper is yellow. Just <laughs> random stuff like that, just yeah. random. And I would just fill three pages. So wow. doing those three pages um, helped me clear my mind first thing in the morning. Um, even before I do anything, I just get up and start writing no phones no nothing um three pages um just helped me express myself more um even if it's in nepali sometimes sometimes even if i if i don't feel like writing in english just building that habit um got me to writing every single day three pages mm. and did that help with your expression when you were having conversations with people definitely mm. definitely because before i would be like jumbled a lot mm -hmm. i would want to say something but then i would be like i don't know how to say that but then when you write it <clears throat> you take your time while writing you think of something um and then you can stop it's not like talking to a person and it's like quiet in the middle when you're writing if you don't know what you want to write you can just stop it's not like you're speaking to a person so it's just writing it down and then building that habit of writing it actually helps you kind of talk and it just flows mm. that's what i think that's a, that's my experience yeah. well yeah well for me because you we spoke about this as i was saying mm. to you earlier i was like yeah i need to do this too and i started doing it and i've really started to see a difference as well it's like you you write down your thoughts yeah and the more that you do that, the the more that it it comes out naturally when you're speaking. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I'm speaking, and I'm like, how do I know how to say that? It's because yeah. I've written it down, and I it's think just, yeah, it's practice. Mm, it's practice. And you've got to be. I think you really have to not not be so strict, but be consistent. I think you just be consistent, even if you don't want to write three pages, just write at least one paragraph. Yeah, that's what yeah. I just do. I think that's that's been super helpful. So I'm yeah. very thankful to put, to you for making that I'm suggestion. Glad, I'm glad you tried it and it worked for you too. It totally works. My French teacher likes it too. She says, "Well, I can see a difference." Oh, that's great! Yeah, amazing. We're all helping. See, I helped you too. <laughs> you did. You did. Well, I always say my clients. They always help me. I always feel inspired, mm. or you know, we we share our stories, our experiences, and that helps each other. So speaking of, hmm. speaking of helping other people, if you had to give somebody advice who was in your situation, say, um, wanting to look for a job and not really knowing how to express themselves and, and also thinking about your writing, what would you say to them was uh, some of the things that they could do to improve? Improve, like improve in English or... Yeah. Or, yeah yeah like job um, like looking for a job if english is their second language and they're not as confident i think just build the confidence i think just just do it without without really thinking because i like i said i'm an overthinker i thought a lot 
about how to express myself without sounding Nepali. So mm. to express myself without letting them know that I don't know how to speak English. Um, but yeah, just practice and have confidence. Yeah. Just to say whatever you want. To, don't worry about how, you're, how you sound. Don't worry about your accent. Because um, I have actually realized, even if I, uh, even now, even if I say something wrong, people don't really make fun of me. It's just in my head. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like, um, if I say something wrong, they will make fun of me. They will think that I'm not smart, but it's not like that. People will, they will just understand and they will just go on with the conversation. So before I used to be afraid. Now, even if I say something wrong, I, I'm like, I say something wrong, not a big deal because I'm Nepali. I'm not, my first language is not English. Mm. So I, I'm okay. I, I should be okay to make mistakes. So when I think that, then I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to express myself. Even if I make one, two, three mistakes, I just speak. And then when I speak, even with my mistakes, people don't really say that that's a mistake. People just continue the conversation without stopping and saying, oh, you said something. Yes. So yeah, that's I've learned that, um, especially in this job. I try to explain a lot of things, even if something comes out of my mouth which is not right I would just say I'm sorry that wasn't right I'll explain better so just don't be afraid of making mistakes don't be afraid of um having an having an accent I should say yeah um in terms of getting a job um like I said authenticity is very important it's actually it's actually a plus point it's actually something that um gives you your personality, your character thing. I think um, this place where I work, there are no foreigners. Everyone is Australian. Well, one is American, but he's still, you know, English. English. (laughs) Yeah, he speaks English very well. So it's just me. And and I actually feel like, um, you know, like I add something to the team. I add diversity to the team. So yeah, that's what I would suggest. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid, just be confident. Don't think about anything, just be yourself and just speak. And speaking even with your mistakes, that will just build up your confidence and then you will keep practicing and that will get you better. Yeah, great. I love what you're saying. There's a couple of things. For example, you know, just communicating. Mm -hmm. Communicating doesn't have to always be perfect and correct. It's just about getting your message across. And I think that's important. And people are not really thinking, oh, she said that wrong. Oh, she said this wrong. Why is she saying it like Mm -hmm. that? We we have to kind of build up that trust with people to be able to, you know, be sure that what we're saying, they're understanding. And that's okay. You know, that's that's part of the process. And the second thing is the authenticity, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The be yourself and be proud of who you are and where you've come from. Yes authenticity is i think it's very important yeah absolutely and i mean that's that's why you know when we first started speaking i i wanted that to come through in your in your cover letter i wanted to know more about who you are and as you said not you know not copied and pasted from the internet not that you did that but you know not really no (laughs) i had that as an example on the side and then i started typing but i sounded very much like the cover letter that i found on the internet 
-hmm. but yeah I remember you you saying that where I come from and my background is very interesting so I was like "Mm, maybe it is interesting (laughs) yeah for sure and I I try to encourage that in a lot of people we all have unique stories to tell and it's about drawing upon those experiences and how you can connect them how you can Mm. connect your past experience with your new experience and how you can add value um so I think that was a really good good thing people are always interested if you're not like them if you're like different to them then it's always I think it's always interesting to people yeah absolutely you're thinking to understand because if you're not same as them they want to know more about you they want to know something new Mm. so I think it's always it's always good yeah okay well I think that that really helps to sort of explain how we work together and also how you feel now Mm -hmm. do you feel like now you've taken a lot of what we spoke about during our sessions into your job now Yes, yes, good. practice, being confident, having that authenticity, not being afraid to speak out and explain what is in your mind, especially with being in this industry, especially being in design, a lot of it is um, expressing your ideas. So, so I have to, you know, I have to be outspoken. I have to speak about things and I have to explain things I have to talk about my ideas and it's very important to be able to express um that's what design is so yeah yeah, yeah so so true mm-hmm. well I'm so grateful that you shared your experience I think people will get a lot out of this actually it's actually being a great conversation for me too it's nice to hear um how people feel afterwards and what it helps Mm. them get. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. No problem. I hope people will like hearing me speak. (laughs) I think they will. They will love it. So thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, Tara. Thanks again, Rahisha, for the wonderful conversation and for all the insights that you shared as well. I think it will be very useful for some people who are in a similar situation to you. And also thank you for agreeing to let me put it onto the podcast as well. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you share it with somebody who might find it useful. And I look forward to sharing my next conversation with you very soon.